This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville first criticized the Secretary of Defense, Lloyd Austin, for disappearing from his post and being hospitalized in secret for days, and that all happened last week. Now Tuberville is sounding the alarm, saying that we're on the brink of World War III. Tuberville says that the Biden administration has released sanctions on the country of Iran, which has given them $6 billion to put their nuclear program on steroids. Tuberville then referenced a report coming from international inspectors who were in Iran this past December. That report says Iran has increased quality of uranium by threefold, getting even closer to bomb readiness. Tuberville says the report has a rough estimate that Iran will have enough fuel now for three atomic weapons within a matter of weeks. As the House Homeland Security Committee gets ready to impeach the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, this week, an Alabama congressman is taking to social media to highlight the problem. On Monday, Barry Moore took to his newly created account on Truth Social to say that the U.S. is on track to have had 12 million illegal alien encounters with Border Patrol agents since Joe Biden assumed office. Remember, a border encounter means that an illegal alien was processed through the system and then released into the interior of the U.S. Moore says this is more than double the population of the entire state of Alabama and reminded his followers that border security is national security. A retired NFL player from Alabama is dropping out of the new Congressional District 2 race. Wallace Gilberry said he received overwhelming support from the community when he entered into the race as a Republican. Gilberry says that over the Christmas break, he determined that he is not a politician and now is not the right time for him to enter into politics. Gilberry says he'll look for other ways to help the people of the community and to fight the out-of-touch liberals who have too many bad policies that Gilberry says is hurting people and making their lives tougher every day. A state representative in the Alabama legislature believes that his bill to end divisive concepts from being taught in public schools and government institutions will be sponsored in the state Senate. State Representative Ed Oliver offered that bill to address DEI programs and the teaching of critical race theory last year. Oliver's bill was received in the Alabama House but did not do well in the state Senate. Oliver says he now has a state senator who will sponsor the bill. That person is Will Barfoot. Oliver is very optimistic that his bill will be passed this coming 2024 legislative session. I don't think it's right for taxpayers in Alabama to have to spend what they spend on universities so that we educate kids from other states that leave here or that we uh, teach some sort of left-wing ideology that has nothing to do with good jobs or, or serving our fellow man when they graduate. So that's sort of the way I look at it. And I think that's the way the universities are starting to, to, I think they would like to distance themselves from DEI as best they could. Oliver spoke with 1819 News Editor-in-Chief Jeff Poor on FM 1065 out of Mobile. Classes for Eufaula City students have been canceled for Monday and today. This also includes any activities outside of the class schedule. The cancellation comes after a tragic shooting on Sunday took the life of a 15-year-old student. Details released so far have identified the victim as 15-year-old Zaire Hill. Authorities say that Hill was a passenger in a car that was shot at from behind. The bullet entered the back window, then hit Hill in the head. Eufaula police also had to deal with two other shootings that occurred later that night in two separate homes. No fatalities were reported. However, police believe that the later shootings were also connected to Hill's death. A program in West Alabama will be getting underway within the first three or four months of 2024. 
in order to help released prison inmates find a job. The job training program will be established in Aliceville and will start by helping women who are released from the federal prison that's located there. The program will work in partnership with the U.S. Department of Commerce, West Alabama Works, the Appleseed Project, and the Alabama Community College System, according to WBRC News. The pilot program will first be developed in this location and then duplicated and implemented for other prison systems in the state. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, a Republican congressman from Montana is not taking lightly what occurred last week from the Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, who was hospitalized for four days without shifting his duties or responsibilities to a deputy director or notifying Congress or the president of his medical incapacitation. Congressman Matt Rosendale is filing articles of impeachment against Austin this week, according to Fox News. Rosendale says that Austin violated his oath of office on multiple occasions already, this being only the latest. Rosendale says this pattern of dishonesty from Austin has compromised national security and put the American people in danger. Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton was recently on Fox News talking about Austin. The Department of Defense is being uh, as secretive uh, and are stonewalling Congress as much as they are the American people and frankly as much as they did the White House. I mean, it raises some troubling questions. If this administration would conceal a mere elective minor surgery for a cabinet secretary, what might they, what might they be concealing about Joe Biden's health? Cotton has also served within the U.S. military. Meanwhile, several House committees under control of Republicans are starting out the first full week of 2024 with some major activity. The Committee on Homeland Security will finish up its year-long investigation into DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. They will then launch impeachment proceedings against Mayorkas this coming Wednesday morning. The committee says the evidence is clear that Mayorkas refused to enforce the laws of Congress or fulfill his oath of office in securing the U.S.-Mexico border. A recent poll from Rasmussen reports in the National Pulse shows that 65% of Americans believe the word invasion is the most accurate term to use in describing what is happening at the U.S.-Mexico border. 43% say the term invasion is very accurate. 70% of those polled say that border security is a vital national security interest, with only 17% disagreeing with that. And 72% say that the current situation at the U.S.-Mexico border is a crisis. The survey from Rasmussen was among 1,044 likely voters and was conducted January 2nd through the 4th. Continuing on with committee activity, over in the Oversight Committee, Chairman James Comer has offered a resolution to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with a committee's subpoena that occurred in December of 2023. Hunter Biden showed up in Washington, D.C. last month only to hold a press conference instead of going into the Capitol building for a closed-door deposition. The committee members wanted to question Hunter about the family foreign business deals that he brokered, which resulted in millions of dollars being sent to various Biden family members, including Joe. Chairman Comer called Hunter Biden's behavior flagrant defiance and unlawful actions that must be held accountable. Dr. Anthony Fauci also came out of his retirement, wherever that's happening, to be deposed in a closed-door committee meeting in Washington, D.C. this past Monday. That will also continue today. Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is a member of the House Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic, and she talked to a reporter outside of the meeting room about the gain-of-function experiments that were backed by Fauci and ultimately led to the COVID crisis. And what's shocking to me is back in 2012, he actually wrote a paper about it and wrote about the scenario that that, that a pandemic could get released upon the world. Um, and, and he spelled that out in, in his article. And um, 
And, and in the article, he says that it's worth the risk, but it's not worth the risk because millions of people died. Millions of people lost loved ones. And, and actually, this is like a more of an evil version of science. It's like a Dr. Frankenstein science um, that American taxpayers would never want their tax dollars used for. And the House Subcommittee on the Weaponization of Government has now released a mini-documentary video in order to review what was investigated and learned by that committee throughout 2023. The Weaponization of Government Subcommittee delved into how the federal government demanded compliance and censorship from big tech companies regarding certain political issues like the 2020 election, Hunter Biden's laptop, and the COVID vaccine. Florida Congressman Kat Kamek narrates this video. They start labeling things as mis- and disinformation. They blacklist and shadow ban accounts and secretly reduce the visibility of conservatives' posts. But they're not doing this just on their own accord. They're working in concert with the Department of Homeland Security, with the Department of Justice and the FBI. Heck, multiple federal agencies get involved. Even the White House and the Biden campaign worked with big tech to censor speech that didn't align with their political message. That's your government, your tax dollars, funding your own censorship. In just a matter of a few years, social media platforms turned into a propaganda arm of the federal government, as Elon Musk put it. The reader which Twitter was simply um, an arm of the government was not well understood by the public. Like Republicans were suppressed at 10 times the rate of Democrats. Well, not all things are looking bad for Democrats. Consider Nancy Pelosi, the former Speaker of the House. Back in 2023, Pelosi's stock market portfolio did amazingly well. It gave Pelosi a 65% return on investments that even outgained the S&P 500's 24% return for that year. The founder and director of the Revolving Door Project, Jeff Hauser, told the New York Post that such gains by Pelosi and other congressional members and their stock portfolio is a sign of only two things— One, that they're addicted to risk despite not having the time to devote to the stock market and to the high-risk patterns of puts and calls, which is a term used for selling or buying. Or the other option is that these gains are signs of corruption. Hauser says these are indicators of a quasi-insider trader that's using a third-party investment firm. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure that these reports come up easily on your smartphone, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on whatever podcasting app you are using. It's usually on the main page of The Daily Detail. That could be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other app. And also be sure to visit 1819 News for more reliable, up-to-date information on what's going on around here in Alabama. You can also join 1819 News by becoming a member, which will get you exclusive content as well as 1819 merchandise. You can visit 1819news.com backslash membership to learn more. I'm Andrea Tice. I'll be back again tomorrow. I look forward to updating you then. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 